Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay, welcome. Welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Today, we're talking crime because that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little intro. This one is about a lottery winner. Ooh. Have you ever known a lottery winner? I do know a family that won the lottery and they blew it all. That's very common. Yeah. I knew a family. I actually know two families that won the lotto. Yeah, and they're down to nothing. I think also. Uh, there's this scratcher that's ten bucks. It's called Set for Life. Yeah, it's not Set for Life. It they give you a million dollars a give year, you I like think. ten thousand dollars a month for twenty years. That's pretty okay. That's good, pretty Tom. good. Okay, <laughs> pretty good. Anyways, I'll it's a ten dollar it. scratcher. Did you buy it? Yeah, I bought it. I didn't win. So well, I'm still your podcast partner. <laughs> Even if you were set for life, you would still be my podcast partner. Oh, yeah. I totally would. 100%. You would do all this research. You would drive down to my house every All week. the time. <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyways, that's my favorite scratcher. But it's 10 bucks. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive to be me. No? I love, <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Erica, Erica Jane. Jane. Oh, I fucking love her. Oh, she's yeah. great. Yeah. I have bought tickets, lottery tickets, the scratchers for people's birthdays. I love giving those. Yeah, it's the best because it you is. never want to buy them for yourself. No. And my son got scratchers. That's all he wants too. Guess what? He won 50 oh, yeah. bucks. Oh. That's good. Teaching him to gamble young. I like that. Yeah. Well, you know, I love the Vegas. I know. I was trying to get Sean to take me to Vegas tomorrow because we're in Burbank right now, people. Oh, yeah. It is not expensive to be us. We are at a cheap hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sean. I picked. It says downtown Burbank. I didn't know. I had a 4.6 star rating. All right. But it's not 4.6 star. 
Maybe in Burbank it is. I don't think Listen, there's fancy hotels. I'm a cheap girl. Yeah. Well, good because it's a cheap hotel. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's bigger than most mm-hmm. hotel rooms. Yeah. Tell them why we're here. Oh, yeah. Go to Ikea. (laughs) It's right right across across the street from Ikea. We are here for the podcast awards, iHeartRadio podcast awards, which is super exciting. We got invited. Yeah, we got invited. We're We're not not, like up for one. We're not up for an award, unfortunately. We're not, you know, live and die in LA produced. But real excited. We are here and we are real excited. We look real cute. And we're going to rock the... Award ceremony. Yeah, your eyebrow is grown in nicely. Maybe you just did a good pencil job. I do real good at pencils. Oh, okay. I should get that serum and start applying it. <laughs> yeah. I bet you it would grow faster. But no, I'm really good at penciling in my eyebrows and making it look, you know, I get the mascara version so instead of Listen, a I just got this thing in my Ipsy kit called the Billion Dollar Brow Kit. Oh. It's good. It's good. All right. Well, thanks for that. What else, Gretchy? Oh, you know what happened to Gretchen right now? She's driving down here. She leaves her husband for five minutes. What happens? My kid chipped her tooth. Her kid chipped her front tooth, and it's halfway gone. Yeah. It's going to cost me a million dollars. Yeah, it is going to cost you a million dollars. Yeah. (laughs) I'm hopeful that your insurance is going to pay for it. Yeah, I'm hopeful too. I don't know. That's I what mean, you she's get. not like in pain or anything like that. It's chipped. The tooth, her tooth isn't even all the way grown in yet. Yeah, I think it's going to be okay. You're going to get it fixed. But, <sighs> you know, that's headache. what you get for putting your kids on the bikes. You were so excited about that. I wasn't that excited about it. Yes, you were. <laughs> My husband was really excited about it. Yeah, I am excited about it when I'm there to supervise. I feel like he just shoves them down a hill, you know? Yeah, he probably does. He's like a throw them in the deep end, sleep, sink or swim kind of dad. And I'm like, a little opposite. bit of a, yeah, opposite. Yeah, you are. She had so many baby gates up in her house and she was having them crawling around because she didn't want them to get hurt. Oh, and we're drinking some real good wine that we got at the marketplace downstairs because the bar doesn't even open until five Cheap o'clock. hotel, expensive wine. Paid $18 for this bottle. Oh, it's, a half, <laughs> it's a half It's bottle. a half a bottle. <laughs> what is it called? See me. See me. It was the, the only choice I had. It actually tastes really good. Yeah, I no, it's nice. I like it. No, it's nice. It's a Chardonnay. It's very nice and We light. are close to the Simi Valley. I know. I was thinking, is it made in Simi Valley? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> Why is it called Simi? They just like Simi Valley? It's made in Geyserville, California. Okay. Well, you know, they also called Simi Valley Slimy Valley sometimes. Really? Yeah, I don't know why I like it there. I heard Simi Valley was like the safest place to live in the world. That's, it was rated that. Yeah, I think it is because it's kind of tucked behind Los Angeles and away from the beach. I, don't know. I went so, some, to some parties there when I was in high school. They seemed kind of dicey. Well, I think sometimes some people smoke the meth there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. In case, but if you're listening to us in Simi Valley, thank you so much. We yeah. really like you and your town. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> they have a great Target there. Really? Yeah, they do. Okay. Well, my mom actually lived there for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. and actually my uh, stepsister lives there and she lives in a real cute little place. Yeah. So, you know, there's so good places and bad places me. everywhere. Cheers to that. I'm on the mic today, guys. Oh boy. Here we go. Let's go.
On November 15th, 2006, two guys, Abraham Shakespeare and Michael Ford, pretty cool names, huh? Sound like smart people names. Well, I'm actually getting to that. Oh, okay. They were smart, right? They were not. Oh, ironic. Yeah, opposite of that, actually. Okay. But doesn't mean that they weren't nice. Okay. And kind people. Fair enough. Okay. So they got done working for the day and stopped at a local convenience store in Frostproof, Florida. Okay. For some smokes and a soda for their drive back to Lakeland area. Frostproof. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? Original. <laughs> no. <laughs> Me neither. Anyways, Michael gets out of his truck and asks Abraham if he wants a soda. And Abraham says no, but hey, will you grab me two lottery tickets? And Michael comes back to the car with the lottery tickets. Abraham gives him two bucks and they're on Like quick picks. Quick picks, right. Exactly. Not the scratchers. Okay. So they drive home to Lakeland and lo and behold, later that night, Abraham wins the lottery. I fucking love it. I love it too. Dude, I fantasize about it. <laughs> I win. I call you. It's amazing. He I got went, a whole plan. Well, you know what? I think Abraham kind of did too. Okay. He dreamed about winning the lottery. I wouldn't tell anybody else. That was one of Abraham's problems. Oh, yeah. He won $30 million. Yeah. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Abraham. He was a real simple man, did not graduate high school, actually never made it past seventh grade. He did not learn how to read and write. Okay. Okay. He did jobs here and there, assisting people with things they needed, cleaning, assisting a truck driver. That was the Michael guy. He was a truck driver, basically doing things that people would ask him to do. Listen, I know somebody that can't read, and they are one of the smartest people I know. I know I do think that just because you they can't compensate, read, yeah, yeah, in other areas, yeah. yeah. So he got through life on the poorer side of life, but he made it work. Mm-hmm. And then wins the lottery. He received two point seven million dollars after taxes because he chose the like lump sum payment. If you win the lottery, you can either choose to be paid the full amount, like the thirty million dollars, in your lifetime. Yeah. Or or I think it's like a million dollars a year they were going to give him for 30 years. So it's over probably 30 years. Or you can take basically half of it right now. Okay. What would you choose? You could give it all to me. Yeah. responsible. I think you give it all. But you only get half. You don't get the whole 30 million. And then you you have to pay half. You only get half. And then you have to pay taxes on that. Okay. But I think that's the better option because then you can invest your money and make it instead yeah. of just getting a million dollars. But so that's what Abraham did. He okay. took he took the full payment. But he still remained the simple guy. But the simple guy all over the news. He did not remain anonymous as the lottery winner. Stupid. And people loved it because he was truly the rags to riches kind of guy. Right? Yeah. Abraham bought a nice house in a gated community, still in Lakeland. You can currently buy a house there for a couple hundred thousand dollars or even close to a million dollars. And I think his house actually costs about a million dollars. The ones up in the 600 plus thousand dollars look real nice in gated communities. And 
That's what Abraham bought himself. He also bought himself a nice BMW. I think he paid about $100,000 for it. Must have been like an M6 or something. Oh, yeah. M3. Sure. Whatever. $100,000. That's a lot for a car. Those BMWs get pricey. Yeah. He quickly had himself a girlfriend and a baby. I'm not sure how long he was with the girl, but I don't think it was that long. I couldn't find really a lot of information on that. Well, I'm sure word got around that he won the lottery and she was like, oh, no, no, no. You don't need to wear a condom. It's fine. <laughs> Good. Good. Is that what you would do, Gretchen? I've heard. Listen, okay. I've heard that. I heard. Mm-hmm. That these women go to the bars where the professional basketball players hang out. Listen, it's and not they, a bad idea. And yeah, and they whatever. <laughs> I feel like I heard this. I heard a basketball player talking about how you have to take the rubber off and take it with you. No way. Yeah, because they're shameless. Oh my god, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Okay, so now remember Michael, who actually bought the lottery ticket. He goes to Abraham and he's like, hey, you got to share the wealth with me. Oh. So when Abraham says, no, thank you, I'm not going to share with you, Michael sues Abraham in 2007, stating that he stole the tickets out of his wallet. This is taken all the way to court and Abraham is found innocent because he was. Yeah. Like how shady is that? Come on. I mean, but I I do think that's kind of like tipping your like girl at the casino. I mean, if you win, you got to drop a hundy or something for her. He should have bought his friend Abraham a car or something. Yes. Not a Beamer, but maybe like a nice Hyundai. His friend Michael. Yes. So I don't think he was you and his friend. Actually, he was just, he just worked for the guy. Abe worked for Michael. It's like tipping your waitress. I think so also. And I can't tell you for sure if Abraham gave him anything or not. Or he should have just stayed anonymous, and then that person would have never known. That's right. From the time Abraham received the money, people were coming out of the woodworks, needing money, and guess what? He would loan it, give it, buy friends' cars, things, and even houses. By 2008, Abraham was down to about a million dollars in assets and less than $2 million in cash. This started to concern Abraham as it would most people. I think it's real easy to spend a lot of money. Yeah. And if not managed correctly, easy to lose it all. Like you just said, you know, we know some people that don't have all their money anymore. For sure. So just as Abe started to become concerned, a woman named Dee Dee Morris meets Abraham. She wants to write a book about his life. She tells Abe that she's written a financial book already, ran a successful outsourcing agency for nurses, and was a great financial planner. She even paid a few things for Abraham at first to gain his trust. As Dee Dee had already made millions in her own company, and she didn't really need Abraham's money. Dee Dee was a real godsend to Abraham. While learning about Abe for her book, it became apparent to Dee Dee that he was in real financial trouble and people were taking advantage of him. She offered to go after his debtors and collect all the money for him. And he was like, hell yeah. Yeah. So 
She also went through his bills, statements, and tax forms as they were piling up because remember, he was illiterate. Yeah. Dee Dee started collecting. She went to all the people that Abraham had loaned money to for all the shit. There was a one particular guy named Greg Smith that borrowed money from Abraham. Greg was a barbershop owner, and Abe worked for him time to time cleaning up. And over the years, they became friends. So when Greg needed some cash, Abraham was like, yeah, I'll loan it to you. He loaned him over $60,000. Well, Dee Dee marched herself right into Greg's shop demanding the money for Abraham. And Greg was happy to pay him back, but he also wanted receipts. He was no dummy. Right. You know? Dee Dee was no dummy either. I mean, she had a successful business and really knew how to get contracts signed, change out money, pay taxes, and was a real businesswoman. Around April or May of 2009, Abraham stopped coming around. Dee Dee was still around collecting the money. People started questioning her. Where was Abraham? She told everyone that Abraham wanted to leave town and escape all the people that were after his money. He was going on an international hiatus. Good for him. Sounded fine to everybody else. I mean, the stress was there. And being a simple guy that he was, he probably did need a little getaway. I'd buy it. Well, days of not seeing Abraham turned into weeks of not seeing Abraham, turned into months of not seeing or hearing from Abraham. And after about eight months of being gone and no one hearing from him, his friends and family started to become concerned. His cousin finally went to the police and said, hey, something's just not adding up. The only person that's heard from Abe is Dee Dee. And we're concerned. And guess what? The police were concerned too. The Polk County investigators started looking into it because it's strange this high-profile lottery winner just decides to take a vacation and never return. So the first person they think could be involved is Michael Ford. The guy that sued him. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? The guy feels like he deserves the moolah. Maybe did something to Abraham. AF, yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael actually checks out. He had moved away and had nothing to do with Abraham's disappearance. So next up, they start to examine Abraham's finances and business ventures and notice that a lot of money has been pushed around. And most of the money has been moved from Shakespeare's accounts to accounts that either were owned by Dee Dee Morris or managed by Dee Dee, where she had full control over what was going on with well, the Dee Dee is a shady name. I've been thinking that since you first said it. Yeah, because of Gypsy and Dee Dee. Gypsy and Dee Dee, that's why. Yeah. I think we had another Dee Dee somewhere yeah, around Dee Dee's here, Yeah, a too. shady name. So at this point, Dee Dee had also moved herself into Abraham's house, bought a bunch of cars, and was really going on a spending spree. Oh, Lord. This was a huge red flag, but just because someone has some accounts and is living in Abe's house, it doesn't mean that she did something to him. Dee Dee, transfer that shit offshore and get out of Dodge. Yeah, no, she wasn't doing that. Dumb. (laughs) She actually started working with the police. She told them, come in, search the house. You don't need a search warrant. And... She would call Abraham's phone in front of the police, leaving messages. She told them he took out a million bucks out of the bank 
and he was afraid about his taxes and he was out. She actually had video footage of him where she was interviewing him for the book. And he was saying, you know, he was just going to get out of Dodge. Okay. So I'm going to insert right here a little clip of the video so you guys can hear how he was saying he was leaving. What do you think? Get a job. Do you get tired of people asking you for money all the time, Abe? Give me your opinion on it. Ten times. A year ago. You, ready, you just ready to start living your life, huh? They don't take no for a answer, so just let them keep on and keep on acting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Video camera. So where do you want to go to? It don't matter to me. I'm not a picky person. California. You want a foreign country. Cozumel. Hmm? Yeah. Well, how do you like, how do you like, are you going to miss your home? Yep, I miss it, but life goes on. So I wouldn't say that it was a really like, I'm going to disappear statement. No, but why did she have this? She said she had it for research purposes for her book. Okay. But suspicious if that. Yeah. Well, the police finally get a break when Abe's mother calls them to report that she received a phone call from a person claiming to be Abraham himself. She was having dinner at the Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. I love me some Cracker Barrel. Listen, I love the Cracker Barrel too. The fireplace, the everything. Awesome. They don't serve cocktails at the Cracker Barrel. PSA. Shut the front door. No, they do not. It's a thing. I've Which ne- they probably shouldn't because they have those like glass lanterns on the table and that wouldn't uh, go over well, right? I haven't been to a Cracker Barrel in years since I was like 10 years old because they don't have them out here in the California. Oh, they're opening one in Camarillo. Oh. Just read that. Well, they better serve alcohol or I'm not no, going. No, 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 no. Michael, I'll no go for No alcohol at the Cracker Barrel. And also there's a gift shop. Yes, I know. I, I the gift shop that. is real cute, but that's a real problem. With your children? Yeah, because yeah, they is. want everything. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So Abe's mama was having dinner at Cracker Barrel with no other than D.D. Morris when Abraham calls her up. Mm. And it's real loud in there. What you know? So she is having a hard time believing that it was him, but she sure wanted to. So she tells the police, like, hey, I really hope it was my son, but something in my heart's telling me it wasn't. So the police immediately trace the phone call, and the call goes straight to barbershop owner Greg Smith. The police stake out Greg, and right away they see Greg getting into Dee Dee's car. Shoot. Greg gets out of Dee Dee's car, gets into his own car, and they pull his ass right over. After basically telling Greg that he's going to the slammer, or they're, or he's going to tell him what the heck. And Greg says, yeah, Dee Dee came into my barber shop and asked if I would make two calls claiming to be Abraham for a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks, Greg? Yeah, well, Greg owns a little barber shop. A thousand bucks is going to no, go a long way. No, I don't care. A thousand bucks. You know she's covering up murder. You know you're going to be no, like an accomplice. No, he does not. He's, yes, you do. No, you I don't think he did. You know if she is like, I 
need you to make this phone call and impersonate him, you know that she knows that he's dead. I don't accomplice a thousand bucks. That's dumb. I don't think so. I've seen Greg talk and I don't think so. He says, and, and I believe him. He says, Didi comes in, says, Hey, the cops are on my back. Abe's gone. Can you just do Abe's gone, you know, on his little trip. He doesn't want anybody bothering him. Will you make this phone call to his mom so that she just feels comfortable? Listen, people, this is like when you're in the airport and you hear that over the intercom and they say, if you see any luggage unattended, don't touch it. Go call somebody. That's what you do, Greg. You don't touch that shit Didi's throwing at you. You call somebody. Well, I'm pretty happy that Greg made the phone call. Oh, okay. So Greg tells the police that Didi instructed him to call from a payphone, but he was too busy at work, so he just called from his cell phone. So I think if Greg really knew that he was covering up for something that could be real get him in real trouble. Yeah, he would have used a payphone. He used a cell phone. He's like, oh, whatever, you know, like I'm not going outside. Okay. So the police decide that Greg's telling the truth, as did I. Okay. And ask him if he'll help in the investigation. And Greg, of course, wants to find his friend, so he agrees. Not too long after that, Dee Dee calls Greg and tells him, She has something real important to tell him, but they must meet in person. So Greg calls up the detective, and they wire him right up. They go in. Yeah. They go to meet in the middle of a mall parking lot, kind of in a very open space so Dee Dee can kind of see what's going on. Yeah. She's already a little suspicious, you know, because she's no dummy. She's pretty smart Yeah, lady. she's pretty dumb because she should have been on a plane yesterday. <laughs> so she goes right in for Greg's shirt right away, like, to touch him. Oh, and he, okay. he tells her, oh, hell no, you're not going to get fresh with me, lady. Yeah. And puts her in her place, and she's like, oh, okay. So she tells him that the police think I did something to Abraham And she knows something happened to him, but she didn't have anything to do with it. Of course not. He tells her, yeah, I know, Dee Dee. Yeah, like, I'm on your side. I'm with you, girl. Yeah. She's believing him. You know, she believes that, hey, you know, this guy's got my back. And she starts to trust him. And from this point forward, he knew, I can't wear a wire. This girl, a little too smart for that. Yeah. So he goes home. And devised a plan to carry this Red Bull can that he would put a recorder into and he would act as it was an ashtray because he smoked. So he would flick his ashes in it and he would just carry it around like that was his ashtray. And it worked. Greg took that little Red Bull can every time he met with Dee Dee. And Dee Dee started devising all kinds of plans with Greg on how to get the police off her back. She even went so far as to write a letter from Abraham that Greg was going to give to his mother. But you remember, Abraham can't write. 
But oh, yeah. I guess Dee Dee either totally forgot about that Ugh. or never quite knew that how illiterate he was. So, yeah. I hope she's going to type this or something because he's not going to have good handwriting reference. Yeah, no, she typed it. Okay. They actually, she got a hotel room and they were wearing hairnets and gloves to type up the letter so no DNA would get on the, the letter. Oh, okay. Dee Dee then one day decides to tell Greg that she knows that Abe was shot but doesn't know who did it. Greg tells Dee Dee, He knows a guy that's going to prison already, and for $50,000, he'll take the fall for the killing. Dee Dee's like, yeah. Yeah. totally took the bait. So then another undercover agent acts as this convict, goes to Dee Dee, and says, okay, yeah, I'm going to prison. Need 50,000 bucks, but I also need you to tell me, like, where he is. Yeah, inside details. Inside details. And Dee Dee, I mean, now we're we're talking about not smart, okay? Yeah. Dee Dee just basically, like, throws it all up. She gives them the gun that killed Abraham, and she tells them where Abraham is buried. Oh, where is he buried? In her backyard. No. Oh, yes. In her backyard. Dee Dee wants Greg to go get the body and burn it. And this is when Greg and the police decide it's time that they have enough evidence against this chick. You think? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So Greg and Dee Dee get in a car and start driving, and the police pull them over and arrest both of them, pretending to arrest Greg, right? Yeah. First thing Dee Dee tells the cops is not to trust Greg at all, that he's he's the one they need to keep their eye on. Yeah. So they take they take the both of them in and they pull Greg aside and they start questioning Dee Dee and Dee Dee is just turns on Greg. Yeah. And they let her go for a while and then they're finally like, hey lady, guess what? Greg's with us. Yeah. Oh, I love that when oh. the undercover flips around and is like, oh, me too. I love it so much. So good. So I think, Gretchy, that Greg is actually the true hero in this, right? I mean, he did something stupid in the beginning. he shit his pants because he is like, I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go to jail. (laughs) I swear. And I think they knew you, you were dumb, but I think they were like, we could catch the big fish. Yeah, and they did. Yeah. So Dee Dee starts going crazy, telling all kinds of stories in her, in her interrogation. I mean, she even goes goes to the police telling them that her 14-year-old son killed Abe. Then she says a drug dealer oh. named Ron killed Abe. Oh, my gosh, Dee Dee. Then she says that she doesn't know what happened to Abe or how he got in her backyard. So they end up recovering Abe's body from her yard in the same clothing that he was wearing on that videotape. Oh. Sad, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's what happened. Or, and this is why you don't tell people when you win the lottery. I know. So here's the theory, is that Dee Dee 
basically sees Abe on TV, like you're saying, figures out a way to finagle into his life, sign documents, essentially giving away his fortune to her. He has no idea what he's signing, but trusts her until one day he goes to get some money out and he can't even get his own money out of the bank. She tells him, no problem. I have all the money in in this safe. I've been collecting it all. She gets him to go over to her house, reaches down to get in the safe, and actually in the safe is a gun, pulls up the gun, shoots him twice. He dies. Then she goes and buys a backhoe at an auction and gets her ex-husband to come over and dig a hole, saying she's got a lot of trash to bury. So he comes over. That's how they roll in Florida? They just bury their trash? Yeah, which is weird because I think most people burn their trash. Or just take a load to the dump. Well, when I was in Illinois, they they burn their trash. Yeah, lots of places burn their trash. Yeah. I, I mean, we don't do that. I think that's illegal here. No, but I mean, like, that was pretty common when I lived in Hawaii and stuff. And when we go out to Colorado, people burn their trash. I don't know about people burning their trash, but they don't have, you have to pay a lot of money to have recycle people come pick up your stuff. No way. Yeah. So nobody has like a recycle bin. Oh, I don't like that at all. You can, I Well, I think that's how most of the country is actually. So you have to take your recycling to like the place if you want to recycle anything. And also large loads of trash. It's just different. You know, it's a remote area. And so, like, going to the dump, it's, like, easy peasy. Well, I guess she didn't want to go to the dump. She just wanted to bury it under some cement slab. I think that's a good way to get rid of something. Bury it? Conceal the body well enough in whatever you're dumping. Well, that's what a lot of people do. And then take it to the dump. I mean, yes. I've only been to the dump one time in my life. Oh, my husband loves the dump. I hate it. It smells so disgusting. I This is all I remember. I was a little kid, and there was a horse. Oh, that's traumatic. Yeah. It is traumatic. It was <laughs> yeah, traumatic for me. Stuck with you. Yeah, the one and only time. I was like seven. Oh, yeah. So no thanks. I'll just burn my trash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So anyhow, she gets the ex-husband to come over. He digs a hole. She puts Abe's body into it. She spreads lye all over the body. Then has her ex-husband come over around right before dark to cement over a slab over the trash. He says he saw just what he thought was big chunks of cement in there, which they're thinking is the lye that she poured over. I don't know. I mean, the ex was cleared of any involvement. I'm interested about this lie thing because I've heard that that is actually like a myth. Well, lie doesn't really like, like it actually kind of preserves the body. You're right. So that's actually, it did preserve the body. And that's why they knew he was wearing all the same clothes and it kind of preserved his body for them. Yeah. So that's not a good plan. Um, Dee Dee did have a boyfriend at the time, which some of the money was transferred to, but I don't see anywhere that he was arrested or involved. There's, I read through so many documents, so many court documents, and I, I see money being given to him from her, but 
you know, I don't, I don't see that he got in trouble. It's hard for me to believe that it was solely just her. I mean, you think she's carrying this six foot three big guy downstairs and out to, I mean, how would she do that? I don't know. I don't know either. So Dee Dee is still in jail. Obviously, she was found guilty. Right. right? Uh, she is claiming her innocence. She's always claimed her innocence. She keeps saying that it was Ron, this drug dealer Ron, that killed Abe. Um, but now she's actually saying that it's Greg within the last couple of years. She says it was Greg Smith that actually killed. Yeah, well, Dee Dee, I think you're probably exactly where you deserve to be because it was all your plan. It was all her plan. She also, Gretchen, I have to tell you, was this kind of cute blonde before going into the slammer. And you know what happens to people? Mousy brown. It's not a good look. Oh, gosh. Hers is dark brown with that curly, kinky hair that they get mm. in jail. She needs a blowout. Not going to get it in the slammer. No. It's not faring well for, for her at all. But she is, she takes any media attention she can get. Boy. And she's got, you know, she's got a a case. She says, you know, it's just the drug dealer. Oh, she's probably got a couple prison boyfriends. The writer. Oh, I'm sure. I'm she's sure. Probably Actually, an epic manipulator. That second call that she wanted Greg to make was to act like he was Ron. Oh, geez. <laughs> so this fictitious Ron drug dealers. Why didn't you call her up? You know... I don't think I want to get involved with anybody in prison. Right. Not even on the prison dating site. <laughs> not That's, even. No, I mean, not even if they're cute. <sighs> yeah. I, I just think that I'll stay clear from that. Right. Okay. Unless somebody pays me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> thousand dollars no i'm just kidding thousand dollars <laughs> no um so that's no the story. i think it's just sketchy talking to people maybe that are you know are liars like uh, i gladly talk to somebody in prison that we thought was innocent oh i would definitely yeah i would but i would have to really know that they were innocent yeah i don't think Dee Dee's innocent i think Dee Dee put herself no, where she should innocent. be and i feel very sad for Abraham and his family. I mean, he seemed like such a nice guy. Yeah. And he got fucked. Yeah. Listen, if you all win the lottery, don't tell anyone but me and Tab. Oh, yeah. We'll tell steer, us. We'll, we'll point you in the right direction. And we'll do it for like a bottle of Vu. Like you don't even have oh. to like give us a cut. You know, Man, that's just, that's 45 bucks right there. You're I asking. know. Well, I'm just saying maybe they could. Yeah. You know, that's why we don't get it all the time. So <laughs> they could give us just one bottle. Yeah, a piece. Maybe okay. one okay. bottle a piece. All right. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll we'll be your advisors. Yeah. We won't, we won't steal your money. Yeah. We'll tell you how to keep it a secret. Yeah, it would be fun if somebody did win and then we could talk about them, but we wouldn't say their name. Yes. That'd be fun. Okay. All right. So that's our weekly story of the Abraham Shakespeare. Good one. I know. Twisty. Twisty. 
And the Dee Dee Morris, she's still in prison. And I think her real name is Deirdre. Okay. She went by Dee Dee. I think if I had the name Deirdre, I would go by Deirdre. That's a pretty name. Yeah, it is prettier than Dee Dee. Yeah. Okay, so that's that. Clink, clink. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear more, we're on Himalaya Plus. And we are going to now be on Patreon. Because I know some of you guys had said that you listen to extras on Patreon. So we set ourselves up there too. So if that's easier for you, you can go there. If not, you can go to Himalaya. They're both the same price. It's all the same content. All the same content, same $4.99 price. a month. It's only like a cup of coffee and you get lots more Gretchen and I. Also, uh, we're doing that run on the 22nd of February. If you want to sign up, just DM us or email us. Yeah, I guess how many people have signed up now? Zero. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Alana Kuntz. Alana, you're so great. Via just virtual. That's so nice. Even of after Alana. I called her a cunt. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it was we before I called so. her a cunt, but. Oh, it was before. Alana is so great. And if you haven't rated us already, we love five stars. And we'll give you a little shout out if you give us a comment, which, you know, who doesn't love five stars? I'll tell you I don't like a one star. I tell you I don't like a three-star hotel (laughs) that we're in right now. (laughs) Gretchen's, okay, you guys think I'm bougie. Look at this girl just shows up here. Are you kidding me? I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So let's give a little shout out to a couple people. So here's the first one is Sims is addicted. Her bestie or his bestie. I think it's but her. Her bestie turned her on to our podcast. And she says, yeah, that she's Dateline and White Wine on a Friday night too kind of gal. That's not us tonight, by the way, Sims, because it's a Friday night and we're not watching Dateline. We're going We're going out. We're going out. This one is Allie Crossgrove. Crossgrove. Thank you so much. Uh, She says her coworker turned her on. That's awesome. Thank your coworker also for us. This one is wish I could clink clink in the car. Well, so do we, Caitlin LaVale. I've never had a road soda in the car ever. Never. Never. I don't want you driving at least. No. Mama Bear 7928, great podcast. Thank you so much. Brit Babe 2K15, love. Well, we love you back, girl. Chica in Pink, you girls rock. It's my me time with my new BFF. That's so cute. Thank you. E. Kern 89, obsessed. Love, love, love. My new besties are funny as hell. We think we are too. (laughs) Not to do her own horn. Rail Rayan. Two thumbs up. And Whitkit. That's a cute name. Obsessed in a healthy way. Little T828. Clink, clink. And I think that's it for now. Thanks Thanks so much, guys. Clink, clink. See you next week.